It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Better never rest. Welcome to the Georgia show live from Miami, Miami on Miami slash Fort Lauderdale. Me and Palmer Tom's here in South Florida for the Orange Bowl. Last chance to talk to you before number six, Georgia takes on number five, Florida State in the Orange Bowl. Uh, Both teams look a little different than you've expected all year or you've seen all year. Georgia's going to look a lot less different than Florida State. Uh, And listen, If you want to get some last-minute tickets to come down and see this game, maybe you're a Florida resident, maybe you've got some free time, um, we know where you need to go, and that is game time. Game time is – listen, I got some Dave Chappelle tickets off of here the other night. Me and Brandon Adams from Dog Nation went over, and it was a phenomenal time. We had a blast. Uh, It was so easy um, to, to get the tickets. It was so easy to see exactly where we would be seeing the venue from. And you can do the same thing for the orange bowl. You see all those tickets available. Uh, you know, obviously this is a game. It's not a playoff game. And I know Georgia fans would probably be the first to tell you they're a little bit spoiled. And, uh, but, but you can get some cheap tickets for this game. You can get some good seats for this game and, uh, game times where you need to make it happen. Uh, use the promo code dogs, D A W G S, uh, for a, uh, for, to get $20 off your first order from the game time after downloading the app, or you can go on over to gametime.co and uh, and check it out there uh, if you're on desktop or, or if you're just not a person who likes to download apps. Uh, the thing I love about this thing more than anything is, is you can you can get these last-minute ticket deals, and they're so good at getting those tickets over there and transferring them to you so quickly. Or uh, you can plan ahead of time and, and kind of get some others. But, yeah, there there are some great seats available for this Orange Bowl. I do love Hard Rock. I think it's a wonderful venue. Uh, maybe this time I won't walk entirely around the stadium um, to get to my uh, get to the media pass gate like I did the last time I was here. Uh, beautiful venue, beautiful weather down here today, and uh, expect it to be that way tomorrow as well, I do believe. And uh, Palmer's got a little bit of a preview here for you. Uh, Palmer, you got a weather report for us, uh, you know, this uh, this Friday morning. You're, you're out there in the elements. Yeah, it's sunny. It's uh, it's beautiful weather out here. A little bit of a breeze, but um, so maybe maybe the kickers will want to take note. But, no, it, it's great down here. Um, you know, yesterday was a little bit ugly. Uh, practice viewing portion of that was, was delayed until today. Jake will have you covered from that. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it was ugly yesterday, but it is absolutely gorgeous today, exactly what you want in sunny South Florida. We'll get to see a little yoga today, I bet. I bet we'll get to yeah. see a little bit of stretching. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, honestly not fired up about that element. I, I hope we get to see a little bit of a walkthrough or something. But uh, that, that you know, kind of dovetails perfectly into um, – we t- heard from Kirby Smart this morning um, – I'll be honest with you. I think the Georgia head man looks like he needs a little bit of sleep. I don't know if he, uh, I don't know if he went to uh, Space Club last night or what, but uh, 
and threw down with some EDM music. But uh, he, he looked a little haggardy this morning. He looked a little tired. Uh, and listen, I am too. We all are. Um, I, I don't know what it is about this place. It takes the juice out of you. Uh, but but he did talk about the guys that are here. He said, we'll see on Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers is not playing this game. I'd bet my house on it. Um, he's he's just not playing this game. He said Amarius Mims is with the team. Uh, from what we understand, Amarius joined the team yesterday, meaning that he definitely missed Wednesday's practice. He definitely wasn't out there when we were out there. Um, we did see uh, 15 early enrollees plus London Humphreys, um, so that's a positive. Uh, but we did not see Amarius Mims out there. Very seriously doubt he's going to play. Um, would also bet that he's not, you know, he's going to be out for this one as well. Uh, and, and spoke about Damon Wilson, who did not arrive with the team, but is currently with the team. Had a minor knee injury um, that required a scope and, and should be back in time for spring practice. That that seems to have it covered. Is that about, about right? I mean, Daniel Harris is here. Um, yeah, that's where I was going to go. Daniel yeah, Harris. Yeah, we, we do know that. There was a little bit. Of, yeah, a little bit of an exchange there where Kirby said that Daniel Harris is definitely not in the portal, despite um, the fact that he did announce on Christmas Day that he was intending on entering the portal. Uh, fun, fun, fun. This is what we do. Yep, yep. Just got to keep up with a little bit of the chaos there. But, yeah, Daniel Harris is here. Um, Julian Humphrey is here and was an active participant in practice the other day. Uh, had a black jersey on. Um, you know, he's missed the last couple of games since, since the old Miss game when he got hurt. Um, and, and look, that would be big for Georgia, you know, considering the cornerbacks that it does not have here. Um, you know, obviously not necessarily guys that were playing a major role, but Nylon Green, AJ Harris, guys that have entered the transfer pool from that cornerback room, um, you know, and, and remains to be seen, you know, kind of the involvement that all these, um, you know, probable NFL draft bound guys have, you know, Kamari Laster being one of those. Um, but the, I think the fact that they are here and the fact that they have spoken to us and said that they want to play uh, means that they are going to play. Uh, Kirby said that there's still some opportunities out there. And, you know, that exists for some of those guys that are stepping into a major role um, or, or a bigger role. Uh, but I think it also probably exists for some of those guys that could be stepping into bigger roles next year for some of those guys. You're muted. Don't get got by that blower out there. I know there, there's a big backpack blower out there somewhere near you. I saw it about 20 minutes ago myself. So don't uh, don't get blown away by that thing. But yeah, this is um this this is gonna be interesting to kind of not only to see who plays, but to see how Georgia employs the guys who are veterans in this game. Um, you know, Florida State's decimated. There's just no other way to say it. They're missing a lot of production, especially on offense. Missing a substantial amount of production on defense, too. But they are missing a ton of production on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you look category by category. You talk about rushing touchdowns, rushing yards, passing yards, all that stuff. I mean, when you talk about the quarterback position, their top two quarterbacks aren't going to play in this game. So 100% of their passing touchdowns and the vast majority of their passing yards, gone. Uh, rushing, um, you know, the top two tailbacks are gone. So they're going to be missing a lot of that as well. Um, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see if Georgia I, – I especially expect this if Georgia gets is able to jump all over them and and this, this bowl prep that we've heard about that's been so good from Carson Beck and from other players, if the bowl prep has been as good as Georgia has been touted and and uh, and Georgia plays as well as, as it's capable of playing – 
I think it can jump all over Florida State, and then you will get to see a lot of young players. Um, but ultimately, what it comes down to is, will you see some young players, have some young players during this whole bowl practice? Have they earned a greater opportunity? And, you know, Palmer, if you had to pick one guy, if you had to pick one one group or position group or, or any, you know, kind of focal point on where you expect to see some new faces, where would you say that is? Yeah, to me, I think it's that edge group. Um, and, and I'll kind of, you know, play defensive end and outside linebacker together because of, you know, the, the question is, is Michael Williams going to end up making a move from defensive end, hand in the dirt type player to outside linebacker? They're, they're so intertwined. Um, but I mean, you know, with, with Marvin Jones Jr. having entered the portal, uh, Darius Smith and, and CJ Madden having entered the portal, there's a lot of opportunities. Damon Wilson not being healthy. Um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities. That is a thin, thin, thin group. Um, and, and maybe we see more of Jalen Walker playing that outside linebacker role. I, I think that he could have a really good shot to play the inside line, inside linebacker spot too, because you ha- you have Jamon Dumas Johnson who has transferred. You have EJ Lightsey and Xavier Story that have transferred. Um, and you've got a small Munden that is far, far, far from 100%. Um, you know, Kirby has said the guys that are healthy that will play, um, you know, and, and I don't know if Smile is or isn't healthy, um, you know, enough to play, but I feel like he is not 100% um, based on everything that we've heard. And so wouldn't surprise me to see some of those guys, a guy like Jalen Walker, uh, you know, get some opportunities in his HLB role, hybrid linebacker. You know, that fascinates me too because let's say Smile Munden is – let's say they decide to sit Smile Munden and allow him to get healthy, which is something we've heard a substantial amount of buzz about over the past few weeks, right? So if they do that, then you've got C.J. Allen and uh, you've got C.J. Allen and Raylan Wilson. Jamon Dumas Johnson's in the portal. You mentioned D.J. Lightsey, uh, Xavier Sori. Um if if Jalen Walker, with all of the stuff going on at edge with Darius Smith and Damon Wilson being hurt and no Marvin Jones Jr., I mean, you can't really you can't really use Jalen Walker as as an inside and outside linebacker, you know, full time. He's not going to be able to play that many snaps. So, would you see a Troy Bowles? Would you see Terrell Foster at inside linebacker? Um, you know that that position's a little deeper in terms of bodies. Than the outside linebacker position is obviously because outside linebackers borrowing from inside linebacker a little bit. So you know George is going to be short on linebackers in this game, and I think it's almost Palmer. I think it's almost a given because of that. You're going to have to see Michael Williams at outside backer uh, because you know this is Tremel Wildfire's last game. You know he's going to play a lot. You, he's going to be gone after this. You got Tyrone Ingram Dawkins playing defensive end. You know Florida State's not the only team that's got some real short handed issues in this game. Yeah, and, and you mentioned that Michael Williams being borrowed a little bit, you know, from from that out defensive end room to the outside linebacker room. Gabe Harris is in that same boat. Um, you know, certainly a situation where you know a kid that was recruited as an outside guy moved to the edge, uh, you know, more out of necessity when they were dealing with a couple of injuries there. Tyrion Ingram Dawkins wasn't completely healthy to start the season. Michael Williams was out for one game at one point. Um, so, you know, a lot of different things going on there with the, uh, with the outside linebacker, inside linebacker, the defense as a whole, um, you know, I feel like on offense, we're going to see more of Georgia's guys that played this year playing, um, you know, because Carson Becky is returning, 
you know, you've got the two running backs, Kendall Milton and Dejan Edwards, that both are likely going to be gone next year, but are here to play in this game. Um, you know, Kendall made that pretty clear to you, um, you know, in, in talking to the media. And, and so I, I think that, you know, with the guys that are here on offense, we've got a really good opportunity to see Georgia's offense and maybe even a taste of what it's going to look like in 2024 versus the defense. I feel like there's a couple more of those questions of who's going to step up, who's, you know, who's going to be replacing some of these spots where maybe they've been hit by the portal. Maybe they've been hit by injury, yada, yada, yada. Absolutely. Let's give some love to our folks over at prize picks before we move on to our next topic. And uh, listen, prize picks, We've had a lot of fun playing with prize picks this season, and you can too. Uh, listen, it's, it's skill-based. Um, it's it's daily. Uh, it's weekly. You can you can make college picks, NFL, NBA. Um, Farmers in NASCAR. Can we do NASCAR? No. Yes. Maybe. No. No NASCAR. There's, no, there's nothing really going on there anyway. You can do soccer. You can do WNBA. You can do tennis. Maybe you can't do WNBA. I'm trying to look here. NHL. It doesn't matter. You can. This is your way to kind of get involved in the sport you love, or maybe a sport where you've been a casual fan. You want to get a little deeper. Listen. Do your research. Go in. Look at matchups. Look at stats. Look at trends, and you can make picks that can allow you to put a little money in your pocket. Palmer, tell us what the give us some give us some uh, give us some intel on what it looks like in terms of our promo code and what that can get you with Prize Picks. Yeah, promo code Dogs D A W G S gets you a hundred percent match uh, deposit match up to a hundred dollars. And uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, we've had some fun doing it this year. Um, made a little bit of money. It, it, you know, we say it's skill based. We're, we've been hitting it. So, you know, maybe it's not all that much skill based because, uh, you know, we the two fools like us have been able to uh, make a little bit of dough on it. So, yeah, I mean, super fun. Um, like you said, a lot of different sports represented. And some of those that you mentioned, just not in season. I mean, NASCAR, you know, Daytona 500 in, in February. They, they'll be get, they'll get going then. Uh, you know, WNBA, I, I don't know if they're in season right now. I don't think that they are. Um, I think they play more during the summer. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, NFL, NBA, college football, college basketball, NHL, just about anything you could want. Prize Picks has got it. Promo code DOGS for a 100% deposit match up to $100. Uh, great way to get going and have some fun as you watch sports. Hey, let's scroll up to a couple of those picks. We're not going to make these officially because we only picked the Georgia games, but let's look at some of these. You got Cade Klubnick here for Clemson, Clemson quarterback. Uh, they're playing Kentucky. And uh, he's he's sitting there with 190.5 yards. I kind of like the over on that because I am not very high. Well, you know, he is missing Bo Collins, who did go into the portal. So that's mm-hmm. something to keep an eye on. But I don't love Kentucky's pass defense there. Uh, you know, looking around here, you're seeing – This is um, one that stands out to me. Jackson Dart and Ole Miss, you know, they, they obviously like to throw it around. And they've got a lot of momentum, positive, positive momentum with guys that are set to return for next season. Obviously, they yeah. have the transfer portal. Um, you know, obviously, Devin Brown playing and getting his first start for Ohio State. That's interesting as Kyle McCord steps in. You know, I would – I don't know about that one. 228 and a half is a lot there for a uh, first-time starter that could maybe be without Marvin Harrison. I like um, that. I like that Brady Cook, uh, 20, 222 and a half yards against Ohio State. Not necessarily because I think Ohio State's vulnerable, but just because I think 
listen, Missouri's had a magical season. Um, they've had a really good season, and I think they're going to be really fired up um, to play in that game. That 290 and a half for Quinn Ewers is another one I've got my eye on because that at 313 and a half for Michael Penix, that is a lot. Of that yards. is a lot. And that Texas defense is pretty good. They're really good up front. Those are some that stand out to us. And uh, listen, go on over to Prize Picks, get involved, make your picks, uh, see what they got coming up as far as Georgia later this week. We're not seeing any of those on the board, or we would pick them live for you on there. But we love Prize Picks, and it's a lot of fun and a great way to kind of get yourself a little bit more immersed into what's going on in the world of college football. All right, Palmer, let's um, let's talk about this game and how do you think it's going to go? Do you think uh, ultimately? We've talked about it over and over and over again. Florida State's missions missing so much. Is it going to be a little bit of a – I'm not saying Florida State's going to be a pushover, but is it going to be a little bit of a pushover experience for Georgia, in your opinion? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that it's it's so difficult. I mean, we've seen the line move, um, you know, up from – it was 14-and-a-half earlier this week, 14, 14-and-a-half, and last I checked it was up to 20, um, and I think that tells you a lot. I think that there's so much uncertainty in this game. It's really hard to, um, you know, hard to pick players to watch, hard to pick keys to victory, hard to do, uh, you know, different, you know, predictions and such because there's so much uncertainty surrounding, you know, I, I, in some ways I feel like you've got a little bit more certainty about who Florida State's going to be because those guys that are opting out have been announced. They, they, they you know who's not going to be suiting up. For Georgia, we don't really know, you know, we've got a good feeling on Brock Bowers and that he's probably not going to play. Um, Amarius Mims and that he's probably not going to play. Um, but we don't know that. I mean, we also don't know if, you know, Lad McConkey and Smile Munden and, and guys like that that have been banged up, you know, are they going to give it a go? Are they going to give it a go for a quarter, two quarters, a half, you know, a, a full four quarters? It, it really remains to be seen. And I think that's the hard part about picking this game. Um, you know, I, I do think that ultimately the buy-in that Georgia has with those – we've been able to see the buy-in with the guys that have shown up and what they've said, and, you know, they are, appear to be really, really focused on this game. And so, to me, that says that Georgia is going to show up and is going to, you know, probably have its way with Florida State a little bit. But, you know, would it shock me if, if Georgia, you know, is – not covering a spread of 20 points no i think it's really really hard to uh you know pinpoint how this game is going to get played because of all the uncertainty around who is going to play yeah i think the one aspect of this game we haven't talked about a, a lot and there's there there's really not i guess because there's not a whole lot of layers to it is the fact that um you know we had we had five defensive players come out and talk to us on tuesday or wednesday and of those five defensive players, none of them had lost more than two games in a Georgia uniform. Um, you know, the, the three of them had only lost one game, and they're coming off that loss. I mean, Georgia's used to winning, and, and they're they're not. Listen, it's been a long time since Georgia's lost two games in a row. It has been, I believe, it was since the twenty the twenty eighteen season. Twenty eighteen, that on in that uh, Sugar Bowl. Yeah. SEC Championship Sugar Bowl with yeah. Alabama and Texas. Been a long time since Georgia lost two games in a row. And um, that's not to say it's not possible, but I do think that this bad this loss has left a bad taste in the players' mouth. You know, talk to Jalen Walker, talked to uh, Michael Williams about that. 
um, uh, you know, Malachi Starks. All three of those guys have experienced one loss in a Georgia uniform. Uh, they seem pretty set on making this a, a record-setting um, situation for the seniors and the outgoers. So um, I think Georgia's going to be focused. I think it's all going to depend on are you going to execute early in this game? Because I do think Georgia will come out swinging. I do think Georgia will have its opportunities, open receivers downfield, chance to get uh, chance to get turnovers. Um, you know, the only way Florida State keeps this game close is if it's a low scoring game. So if you th- if you're going to pick Florida State, I believe to cover, you're going to probably pick an under in this game. I think that's that's kind of the way. Um, you know, but I, but I d- I do expect Georgia to control this game if not dominate it simply because I I do believe that 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 loss to Alabama left a bad taste um, in their mouth. One one final thing, Palmer, give me one last thing that you're watching in this game um, in terms of uh, who, whether it's who's going to play, who do you think is going to show out. Uh, you've got some articles over at Dogs HQ. Tell us what you're watching um, going into this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Carson Beck as somebody that I'm really paying a close attention to. And, you know, that, that feels like a cop out, you know, to say, oh, I'm you know, really paying attention to the quarterback. But I think that everything we have heard from, you know, the defensive players, his offensive teammates, he has been incredibly focused. And obviously there's been a lot of discussion about him and his decision and ultimately the fallout of that and, you know, Georgia goes and adds three guys from the transfer portal after Carson has made his decision known. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of attention being put on 2024, um, but I think that he's got a really good opportunity to close out what was what has been a really strong first season as a starter. You know, close it out really strong and and take some momentum into 2024 with him uh, with, with a strong closing performance. He did not have his best game against Alabama. Um, you know, I think you could probably say the same thing about Georgia Tech. So, you know, it, but talking to him, he just said, you know, there has been a major difference between week one Carson and week 10 Carson, week 11 Carson. The, the opportunity to grow and develop, I, I think that he's had a huge opportunity over these bowl practices to grow and develop. Um, you know, obviously a lot's been put on his plate. Um, but now that that is off his plate and he gets to go play football, I think that we've got a really good opportunity to maybe see a big game out of Carson Beck. Mine is simple. That whole outside-inside linebacker situation we discussed earlier, I'm just fascinated to see what that rotation looks like and how those guys play because um, obviously Georgia – is is look they're building towards next year with all of this. Um, you know, do we see more Sam and Pimba? Um, how do CJ Allen and Raylan Wilson play now that they've had a chance to kind of catch their breath a little bit and learn and and develop in some bowl practices? Uh, there's there are a lot of unknowns out there for Florida State. There's some out there for Georgia too, and and that's the angle we follow it from, and we're interested to check those out. Hey, tomorrow, Saturday, 4 p.m. ESPN, check it out, Georgia. Number six in the country takes on number five Florida State uh, in the Orange Bowl, and uh, we'll have it covered for you over at Dogs HQ. But for today, that's all we got. Y'all take care.